Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Meeple Dungeon podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie. And we're excited to be recording for the 11th straight week of this. We yes, haven't we are. given up yet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not yet. Still going, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, we're going to start this podcast, this episode, the same way we've started most episodes, if not all of them. And we're going to talk about a couple new games to our collection. Yeah. What would those be? What's the first one, Anna-Marie? The first new game to the collection is The Crew, Mission Deep Sea. And this is designed by Thomas Singh and published by Cosmos. Mm-hmm. The Crew, Mission Deep Sea. So this just came out. Um, I think it was released um, in Europe a month or so ago but we just received it beats me i'm not good at and, following that stuff <laughs> yeah it's uh <laughs> we have the original crew really really like the original crew and we haven't finished it haven't had time to finish it but we Enjoy had to order it. this we one love it. the second that we saw this was a thing <laughs> yeah. we, had to, we had to pre-order it and uh yeah, we, we assume there's a few different things. I was reading the back of the box. looks like there's a couple differences between this and the regular crew, uh, Search for the Planet Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to touch this game until we we've completed the first one, yeah. and then we'll move on to this one. But I'm excited to play it. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be very, very similar, but I'm sure they made a few changes, so I'm curious to see what those changes yeah, might me be. me too. Um, yeah, and it's just cool that it's underwater. It's two themes I really, really like. It's so yeah. funny. It's true. The yeah. two themes you love are like space and yeah, underwater. And the deep sea Deep sea stuff. creatures. And yeah. So we'll see like how that, that goes. Um, I know it does say three to five players, but just like the original one. It'll have an AI. It has the AI. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's not, it, yeah. uh, it's not really a hindrance at all. No. So that's cool. That's the crew mission deep sea from Cosmos. We're excited to play it, but it will be waiting a bit I would like to play it this year, but I think I, we will. Yeah. I think we're going to be able to get through um, the rest of the crew pretty quickly. It's one of those where, it. yeah, where you just like, hey, sit down. Today's the and day, do, and it's you know, not ten missions in a night. Yeah, it's not one of those like, oh, we got to do it. It's like we want to do it. No, we it's do. just, just got to push through like maybe the sleepiness sometime and be like, okay, yeah, let's just we're not going to go to bed yet. Right? Let's just exactly let's one just of those do nights this. where we're on the couch <laughs> and like, do you want to watch a movie or do you want to play a game? We're just kind of like. We gotta force it. We're like, no, just get up. Let's play the crew, yeah. right? Get that done. So because we enjoy it, <laughs> we do. It's really good, but we just haven't just been able that. to do it. I think we're only a third or so of the way yeah, through the game. Yeah, we've got so. lots left. Yeah, and so, that's it. Like amps up a lot. So yes. excited. Yeah, love it. Good trick taking game. This one should be no different. Yeah, but that's enough about that yeah. one. <laughs> the second one we is. got is Rhino Hero Super Battle. <laughs> And that is designed by Scott Frisco and Stephen Strumpf and published by Haba. What's his name? Stephen Strumpf? Strumpf. Yeah. (laughs) It's an awesome last name. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Rhino Hero Super Battle. Yeah, we picked this up. I guess there's an original Rhino Hero. Just Rhino Hero. Just a card uh, game where I think you're making like houses of cards. This one is, but it's just so much more. Yeah. It we've we got to actually play this one. Yes, and it's with our, so great. Both of our boys, because this is from Haba, which is more or less kids' games, but this one is really really fun. Where you, on your turn, are going to be getting a a card given to you, and or you have a set of three cards. You get to pick one every turn, and you you get to build these buildings out of cards. Building a so skyscraper. Big cards and and sh- like tall cards and short <laughs> cards, and then monkeys. 
and if uh, and the cards are all folded in half, so they're nice and rigid. And you can just, uh, if you play whatever card that's got two tall cards on it, you play that and you put down two tall cards and then you have to place your card on top of that to make a floor. Yep. And then if there was a picture of a monkey on it, you have to hang one of the monkeys on there. And then you have to roll the dice and see <laughs> if your character, because you're one of four like super characters. There's a super rhino or rhino hero. And there's a giraffe. the giraffe, the elephant, and penguin. the penguin. The macaroni yes. penguin. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, you're trying to build this crazy house of cards, more or less, which builds these skyscrapers. Skyscraper, yeah. um, If you're the one that knocks over the building while while constructing this thing, whoever has that uh, superhero medal is going to win. Right. And so whoever's the highest on the building is going to win. So that's, yeah, you roll a die to see how many levels you move up. And then if you land on the same level as someone, you roll two different die. One is the attacker. One is the defender to see if, if you beat them out to stay there. And And if so, they knock them down. And if they knock down to a level where there's another hero, then they have to do another battle. Exactly. And uh, (laughs) it's hilarious. And it was really good. It was a lot of fun. It was so stressful with our two little guys, especially a really little guy, he just throws things like he'll just take the cards and just I'll throw one here, throw one here, and put my thing on top. And he does it so like not casually, undelicately. Like yeah. it's just not delicate. And the whole thing's wobbling and <laughs> twisting and turning, but still somehow and stays. So many times, like stays how did that not knock over? Yeah, and we got our we on our first game of this, we played every card, every out card without yeah. knocking this over. Playing with a well, he's now nine, and the other guy's going to be seven here shortly. Yeah. Knocking the table a couple times. Yeah, we've been hit. They were knocking they the table. They did pretty well, though, actually. I was impressed. No, they did all right. But yeah. the, I cannot believe that we yeah. got that yes. high. We got, and it was 12 um, stories. stories tall. Yeah. Which is, it, that was about two and a half feet off the table. It was great. Yeah, it was wild. It's funny they say you're building a skyscraper, but it looks more like a dilapidated building that's ready to be yeah. torn down because yes. of the way it's built. Because you build it all which way, and just, <laughs> yeah. there's just random levels and floors everywhere and monkeys hanging on it. It was really good, though. I was This was better than I anticipated. It yeah. was actually a really good dexterity game, yeah. um, along with some of the more you know prolific ones. Like This is this is my favorite Haba game, hands down. Like, not oh, even it's close. great. Yes. It's really fun. So if you like a good... And both kids really liked it, so that's nice. They were it's one that they can... Can we play it again? Can yeah. we play it again? And that's always a good sign for, yeah, for me Yeah, instantly anyways. asking to play it again. And uh, yeah. I would like to. It was fun. It was a great family experience. Yeah. And they laughed, and it was it was good. I really like it. So highly yeah. recommend Rhino Hero Super Battle from Haba. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that gets us to about the end of the new to the collection yeah. segment. And we're going to head on over to our crowdfunding segment. We'll be right back. Alrighty then, here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode, and we are going to talk about one game here. And this game is on currently on GameFound, and it is Lords of Ragnarok. This is designed by Adam Kwapinski, published by Awaken Realms, plays one to four players in roughly 90 minutes. I'm going to read from their little page here. On GameFound's uh, their their page uh, website, and uh, 
just tell you a little bit about it. So Lords of Ragnarok is a spiritual successor to Lords of Hellas, which we have. So good. Yes. It's a quote-unquote dudes-on-a-map board game of truly epic proportions. It takes players into the middle of the everlasting conflict in a unique world inspired by Nordic mythology with sci-fi twists. <laughs> Building upon the establishment or established core of Lords of Hell's gameplay, it redefines it with a new mechanic and fresh ideas. You will still erect great monuments, hunt monsters, and fight epic battles, but you will also use runes to promote your troops, take control of trolls and other monsters, or get unique perks for alliances and mythical realms. So, Ugh. Lords of Ragnarok. This looks pretty. It looks really, really good. <laughs> it looks we, so good. We, uh, Lords of Hellas is probably the first major game we backed. I think when we first started getting I'd into... I'd say that's probably fairly accurate. How, yeah. how kickstarting and all this stuff worked. Mm-hmm. Because I remember we were like, oh, this game looks wicked with all these things and minis and monuments. Oh. And and we were watching it like every day, watching like the stretch goals yeah. unlock and like, oh, I hope they get to this amount. I yeah. hope they get to this amount. And <laughs> like we, we know now that these things just happen like almost yeah. all stretch goals like watch always. at the end oh sweet yeah we got that <laughs> but we were watching it like like checking on it every oh, yeah. day to see what, like, what oh, new thing was come on unlocked. people back this yeah and <laughs> so when we heard that lords of ragnarok was a thing coming we're like oh because it is uh Kwabinski, that's his name right Kwabinski. yep um he did design uh lords of hellas as well and nemesis another fantastic yes. game but this game looks fantastic. At first, when I was looking at it, I was like, okay, well, this does look a, a lot, lot. Yep. like Lords of Hellas. But I've done a lot of research since then, and it does have quite a different take on things. I mean, like they said, that you do build the monuments, which is a similar thing. You yep. do hunt monsters, which is a similar thing. But the other parts of the game seem to be quite a bit different. And it looks amazingly good. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. Um, but it's also cool. Like, so just you got now like the thor side of things right yes, like i love the norse mythology you got greek mythology in the first one norse mythology here yeah. and they're they're both awesome they're both so interesting and have a neat you know just i don't know they're just i think it's it was a good sec a, a good other one to do you know yeah. like it, it made sense here. oh totally it says here, in the, in this one-to-four-player strategic board game, you will lead a unique asymmetrical hero and their army, trying to be the ultimate victor in a war that unfolds over approximately 90 to 120 minutes. Players will choose from various actions, such as building monuments, hunting monsters, ravaging the lands, gathering armies and artifacts. Gods will grant you blessings that will heavily impact the game and create a unique combo for each player. On top of that, special runes will play a significant role in leveling up your armies or earning other bonuses that include control of deadly monsters. There will be a lot of new mechanics and twists, so prepare yourself for fresh, new thematic experience. That's always good to hear. Yeah, and it says so multiple victory conditions will keep players on the edge of their seats. So that's a, that's the similar. They had different winning conditions, which is really cool. Because mm-hmm. then you, you didn't have to be doing the same thing. And No, it seemed really, really yeah. interesting. So when we look at the, the actual pledges here, um, the core box just straight up core box with all and all the unlocked stretch, stretch goals. goals is 99 euros yeah so about 140 dollars canadian and that seems really reasonable that seems about right yes for what you're 
what you're getting. They're saying, like, just on the well, they're on the page, whether or not this is true or not. They say that it's at least a hundred euros in the stretch goals worth of, of wow. product. I don't doubt it. I'm assuming they're going to be a lot of a lot of yeah, extra I things mean, coming. <clears throat> the the stretch goal box is the same size as the box. Yeah. For I mean, is that a stretch goal? That first one looked like Thor. Looked like his hammer. Yep. yep. The Thor monument. Monument is a that you're goal. building. Like Freya the... monument. Odin These monument. monuments, just if you guys have never played Lords of Hellas or haven't seen it, um, these monuments are what three or Incredible. five levels. Yeah, and they stand and they about stack. six, seven inches off the they're board. They're huge. Very, and they're very cool. so cool. Like, and they're fun to build. Like, you're actually it replicates you building a monument. You start at the ground, right, and then you mm-hmm. you build higher and higher and higher until it's complete. So it it's thematically makes sense. Yeah, what you're doing. And oh, the Thor one is in the core box. So the core box comes with three gods monuments: okay. Thor, Freya, and Odin. Makes oh, sense. Odin looks crazy. <laughs> um, and then there's a bunch of monsters: two, four, six monsters. Um, and then there's the armies: uh, six different army models um, per color. Yeah. Of, of you know. Of, Which is uh, nice. They have different colors so that you don't have to Yeah, there's the um, red army, paint. the green army, the blue army, the gray army. So there's four armies, and they yeah. all have very different looking models. Do they have... I think they had yellow in the last one. These colors look a little different, too, so I think they might have changed. Yeah, and I believe these are all sun-dropped versions. That they look like on their it. Website. I was going to say, those um, look And I nice. believe the sun-dropping, well, if no one or somebody doesn't know what the sun-dropping means, it's just that they... They add a wash to the, to yeah. the minis to give a little more defined, uh, like the oils Look. collect in the yeah. cracks and crevices and, and give it a little bit of uh, more defined more. detail. Yeah. Um, but then there's a bunch of heroes. Uh, I don't recognize, well, I recognize Ragnar and Beowulf. I actually, if you go up at the um, Lagertha, she, I, I know that name that in um, Vikings. She was one of the characters. Oh, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. So lots of cool yeah. looking heroes that you can be. Um, I mean, the board looks really pretty, really, really nice. It's actually funny that I said Vikings. They've got a rondelle there that looks very similar to the rondelle from Vikings. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And that actually sits in the middle of the table. Yeah, which Um, is neat. Yeah, which is like like this action selection wheel that happens. It's just an extra thing that was not in Lord's of Hell. So I'm not even sure how that works, but it looks really, really cool. And then, yeah, the stretch goals, there's all sorts of... There's a Heimdall monument. That's so cool. Oh, so cool. Um... There's all sorts of upgraded everything, Children of Loki expansion, um, all sorts of stuff. But then, yeah, so there was that original core box with just the the uh, stretch goals was a uh, roughly hundred and forty dollars Canadian. Yeah. Then there's the Mythic Pledge, which is a uh, hundred and sixty nine euros, so that's about two hundred dollars Canadian, which has the core box, the stretch goals, um, and the upgraded bits. Which was the um, rune tokens? Yeah, I think was tokens. one of them. Yeah, where were they? I think you've gone past it. Yeah, but I there were there were rune it. tokens for one, and there was there was I think an art book, and um, right enhanced runes. So the, and they look like they're made of rock. They're yeah, really. Cool. They look really cool. And then there was the train expansion. Yes, that's right, and an art book. Yeah. So you get that all in the the mythic pledge. Or you can just do the core pledge and then add on whatever you'd like. Yeah. Which is likely what we're going to do. Go for that 99 euro, $140 core pledge. And then a couple the, add-ons. And then adding a couple add-ons. We're going to add on the 
the enhanced runes, which is only 850 euros. Yeah. So it's like probably like $12 yep. Canadian. And then the terrain expansion was 25 euros. So that's about 30 something dollars. Yeah. And they just look really nice. They do. Like really, really nice. So we're probably just going to add those on and, and kind of forego the art book, I think. And 100% back this thing. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. watched a few reviews, a few playthroughs of some content creators on YouTube, and they all seem to really enjoy it. They they thought, out the gate, this is very Lords of Hellish, yeah. or Hellas, um, Hellas-ish, but it their, their opinions changed by the time the game ended. It was quite a bit different experience, so. That's awesome. It's good to hear. Yeah, and yeah, I just... It looks awesome. If you haven't checked it out, go take a peek. Go take a peek on GameFound's website. How Lord's long does Ragnarok. this one have left? It has 15 days okay, left. Okay, so a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it's reached its goal of it had a 50,000 euro goal and it's almost at a million euros. Yeah. I'm, so <laughs> a million is, or 100? Oh, yeah. It's almost Ooh, a million, million euros geez, right now. Louise. It's at 1,800% funded. I'm not surprised. I mean, that seemed like no. a low... Uh, Awakened Realms. That seemed like a very low... Uh, a low goal. Goal. Yes. Yeah. They do that on purpose. <laughs> I know. We're hoping to raise 50,000 Funded euros. in yeah, 37 right. seconds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they hit that instantly. Yeah. But no, we're... Yeah. Excited for this one. Um, 100% backing yeah. it. So, uh, you should go check it out yourself. But, I think that's all we're going to talk about for the crowdfunding because we have a uh, probably a longer main topic yes. to talk about here so we're going to head on over to our main topic of the Dude. episode Alrighty then, here we are at our main topic of the episode, and this week we are going to be doing a top 11. Yes. Because it's the 11th episode, and that's the only reason. Uh, the only reason, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I couldn't... Uh, Make it down to 10. it down to 10, <laughs> yes. Um, it was extraordinarily difficult. But it but actually worked really well that it was our 11th episode. It so. did, yeah. So I'm just going to run with that. <laughs> We are going to do a top 11 list of, oh, I'll tell you why. Because last episode, we were talking about the Castles of Burgundy and yes. how if people were to put together a top uh, essential games list, that the Castles of Burgundy would on be on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, just in general, in board gaming. Yeah. So we thought we would do a top essential games list yeah and we're in gonna theory do... it sounded great yeah it, did. <laughs> it was much harder than i anticipated and so i'm going to tell you how i put mine together so sounds this is, good this is the top 11 game essential games list but what i did is i i tried to choose a a category for, so 11 different categories okay and i tried to make it games that if I had so if I had my one shelf with eleven games on it, that I could have pretty much anybody over and be able to take one of them off and play. Okay. With pretty much anybody. And that's what I tried to go with. So I didn't make anything crazy difficult um, or super elaborate. Okay. With exception of maybe a couple. But more or less I tried to stick with having 
accessible essential games of 11 different categories of type of game. That's okay. what I went with. It's funny you said that because I did something similar but okay. also very different. Okay. <laughs> so I also tried to do um, like one of each kind of category. Mm-hmm. But then I came into the problem that there are like a thousand different categories. So yeah. I had to figure out which categories I, I was going to yeah, use. I, I, I had 20 at one point, oh, which was basically 20 different categories. Mm-hmm. But I narrowed that down to this 11 kind of essentially essential categories. I tried to, what I tried to do to put... Um, to still get some of the categories in is I kind of doubled up on categories and found a game that would work for like both mm-hmm. or for two categories. And I didn't do that for all of them, but I did for some. Yep. And then while I was making my list, I was like, well, what kind of essential games is this? Is this like everybody should have? Because then it's almost like, should it be an essential list of games less than like $30 or an essential games like if money was no object so I did kind of a combination of both and I just said whatever they're not um, in each of these categories they're not necessarily my favorite games in the categories these are not necessarily my favorite games in these categories either they're very good games in these categories but I tried to picture myself having that shelf and I'm only going to have these 11 and if I'm having people over to play I can guarantee, I don't care who comes over, one of these games is going to fit with these people if they have any interest in board games at all. Oh, if I look at my list, there's at least, yeah. So I would say that fits with mine, but that's not how I shaped it. But I think it it sort of fits that way. Not all of them, but... Well, I went first last time, so you go ahead. Me to go first this time? Okay. Well, since you needed to make it 11 because you couldn't pare it down, I kind of just said my 11th choice is a tie between two games okay because i couldn't decide between the two i'm curious how much we should bet on crossover yeah okay let's take a look last time you went very conservative and you said three or four and i thought like six or more yeah and we had what like three i think we had i think we had three or four yeah so i won that one yeah oh yeah 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 Um, what do you think for this particular list though that was our top 10 card games this is top Essential. Oh, essential. Yeah, I know. I feel like we're going to have to do 17 different essentialists, but that's besides the point. <laughs> For right now, um, hmm. I think I've got a few. Like, I think we may... Uh, I think we're going to be... I might say three. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think we're going to be in that three to four range. Yeah, so. it's going to be... It's well, g- let's I don't, see. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as... Yeah, anyways. <laughs> okay. Number 11. 11. So... My category for this, um, so my essential classic game. Hmm. Okay, classic, all right. Classic. Classic. Um, so this one was a tie uh, between Carcassonne and Settlers of Catan. Okay, yep. So that one, I couldn't choose between the two of them because um, I think just when, I don't know, I couldn't choose between. So um, Carcassonne, designed by Klaus Jürgen Reed, or Reedy, not sure, and published by Hans im Gluck. And then uh, Catan, Settlers of Catan, designed by Klaus Tuber and published by Cosmos. Mm-hmm. So I think that's essential just because of the staying power that they have. Um, like, Oh, yeah, they're both. They're, they're great for introducing uh, games. They're great yes. for... Welcoming games. Yeah, they're welcoming. They could... Um, they're, like Carcassonne is great for younger a younger crowd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Catan a little bit 
maybe a little bit older, not doesn't have to be crazy old, but just a little bit more complex than Carcassonne. But mm-hmm. then I think with I, I we tend to play like the base game of Carcassonne with not a lot of the expansions. But I think yeah. as you add expansions, complexity would come in there, too. But um, but yeah, my uh, I don't know. Are we explaining how the games play or no, just what no. the games are? No, yeah. no. We'll just you can give a brief chat, but no, it's fine. Everyone yeah. knows Carcassonne and. Yeah, and, uh, so that that would be my Catan. number eleven classic, my essential classic game would be yep. Carcassonne and Settlers of Catan. Well, I can't disagree with that. Is it um, your number eleven? It is not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was say that'd be awesome starting it off with a bang right away. No, my number eleven. So I did this in no particular order. I tried to mix it up for these so that I'm not saying like yeah games that are similar styles. So I'm just kind of yeah. going to bounce around here. Yeah, mine's not place. in a super particular order either. No. So my number eleven would be. Um, of the Dungeon Crawl Persuasion. Ooh, okay. And that is the one and only Gloomhaven okay. from Cephalofair. So this game, Gloomhaven, we have, like, we're not even done. No. And we've put over 125 hours into this game. COVID hit and kind of... That kind of threw us Put a pause in a yes. little bit of that. Because so. the other Otherwise, half of us it would be done. <laughs> couldn't come and play because, yeah. yeah, it was us two and two brothers, Kurt and Dev, that could not... We could just couldn't continue properly. We yeah. did. I mean, we did it over Zoom. Yeah. Um, and it worked, but then their schedules just kind of went crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as dungeon crawls go, this game is just, it's the best. Yeah. It just is. It's the best, uh, the best mechanics, the best story, the, the characters that I care about the most, you know, just, yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Um, and it's a game that I can teach really well mm-hmm. and easily now so if i were to start <laughs> this many hours in we should be able yeah. to teach it easily <laughs> yeah because it's a tall order for sure yeah but um i don't know i feel like there are a lot of components so yes yeah having but i've got it so organized and so it's ready well, for frost haven yes ready for frost haven <laughs> so yeah as far as dungeon crawls go i think that this is the best and i think i i couldn't have a collection without one and yeah, so that'd be my number eleven, Gloomhaven. Um, good choice. Yes, it's just it's too good. Yeah. To uh, and I mean, in this game, you could have the the uh, reusable sticker pack, so yes. you could. We didn't. No. We ours is is Destroyed. final. Yes. <laughs> but you could. Yeah. And then you could play this three four times if yep. you wanted to. But no, yeah, for sure. that's my number eleven, Gloomhaven. All right, number ten. So my number 10 is my essential abstract game. I feel like looking through my list, we're going to have more crossover than I thought. But anyway, um, my essential abstract game um, designed by Michael Kiesling and published by Next Move Games and Plan B Games is Azul. Mm -hmm. Azul, fun game. Good pick. Yeah, it's the components in this like very simple clanky like they make a nice sound in your hand yep. when you're pulling the tiles out of the bag mm-hmm. and uh colorful it's simple great. but complex like it's thinky like you're thinking it's so abstract like you're really thinking like what yeah, no i agree what which ones do i take do i take them to make my board better do i take them to make your board worse yep do i <laughs> i uh, do that all the time right like is it hate drafting is yep. it or am i trying to make it better for me um yeah it's I still have not come close to mastering this one, but I enjoy me it. Me neither, but I enjoy it every time I play yeah. it. Yeah, me too. 
Azul, me too. Great yeah. Pick. So that's Azul. That's my number. My number ten that's essential number 10. abstract game. All right. My number ten is a uh, Euro resource management and worker placement game, Ooh. and this is from Stonemeyer Games, and that's Viticulture. Ooh, Viticulture. And it is my favorite Euro worker placement game, mm-hmm. and it's just always have fun playing it. We always bring out the wine and the cheese and have <laughs> like classic Italian yep. music playing. And, In the background, it's fantastic. And we just sit there and make wine and you, oh, it's just great. Make wine, drink wine, eat cheese. Yeah, make wine, drink wine, <laughs> eat cheese. And it's always just a delight, the game. Win or lose, doesn't matter. Um, love it. Love everything about the game. And especially the Tuscany Essential yeah. edition. You have to add all the things. Because there's the original one, which is... Kind which, of bare bones, but I loved it's it. fine. Yeah, I but, can play either of those, but yes, yeah, Tuscany adds, adds so much adds more. more. And it's just a great experience if anyone isn't out there or is out there that hasn't tried Viticulture and or, you like... Or heard about it. Oh, worker placement. It's, it's fantastic. so, so good. That's an excellent pick. So that would be my number 10, and that is in the, yeah, worker placement, Euro resource management. Okay. Uh, essential game. Good choice. Yeah, thank you. Number nine. All right. So this one, this one I had a really hard time with, actually. I went back and forth through a lot of different games, and I just had to finally just pick one. And so I'll explain why I picked this one when I did. But this one is my, and this is where I'm putting two topics together, (laughs) my essential party slash bluffing game. Okay. And that would be... Sheriff of Nottingham. (laughs) Excellent. So I chose Sheriff of Nottingham over other ones. I was going back and forth because it didn't have the high player count I was hoping for with like, because I was kind of originally thinking party game, just party game. But then um, every time this game comes out, you make the game. Like (laughs) you really do. You get so excited and so into it that... You get, you know, I want, I'm going to give you three bushels of the finest apples. <laughs> yes. You know, like you get very into character, which helps everybody else get into character. And it just, um, <laughs> it's such a good game, right? Like you're bluffing for if you're giving cheese or chickens or bread yeah. and you don't have to bluff, you can give the right, you know, the right amount. And then the sheriff has to decide whether he's going to check for contraband. Yeah. Whether you're putting contraband through or not. And it's just fun. Everybody's laughing and the, the types of, um, the types of, you know, resources you're giving get more elaborate as the game goes mm-hmm. on to it's like, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than when you, you, you slip past the sheriff oh, absolutely. and then you, on the other side, you open up your bag and you tuck like three things under your board, which are yeah. all contraband. And <laughs> yeah. he just looks at you like, really? <laughs> the whole bag was contraband, right? Yeah. And uh, cause you'd convinced him otherwise, or it's just, it's just, it's just apples. It. It's a like, great, great game. Yeah. No, it's so good. And I, I chose that one because it's solid fun throughout the whole time. Um, notable mention on this one was Spyfall, but mm, yes. um, I, I elected not to have Spyfall. I've actually had somebody playing and being like, I'm going to just watch because I'm getting too stressed out. Yeah. Being Way the spy too out, yeah. was too stressful for them. Yeah. 
I have fun with it, it, it but it, I can see how that would be. And I think so. I, I chose this one just because I think it reached, um, I don't know. This is just the one I landed on. I, I, no, I, I, I joined party and bluffing together. And okay. this was a hard pick because there are lots of good ones. It's going through just one and all that, but Sheriff of Nottingham. Interesting. Number nine, my essential party slash bluffing game. Okay. My number nine is our first crossover. <laughs> and it is from Plan B Games. It's an abstract game, and that's Azul. And for all the reasons we talked about earlier, Azul is uh, the best abstract game out there, in my opinion. It hasn't been beat yet by anything. I mean, there's a lot of games that are really, really good, but Azul seems to be the best for me, the, the one that I want to come back to the most and play the most. There's not much more to say. I love Azul. <laughs> Everybody does. It's so good. I mean, yeah, it's a fun game. Honestly, this, I mean, it sells millions of, well, maybe not millions. I'm not sure. But I don't know. It's sold, but they have the different copies. versions of it now, too. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Um, we, we just still have, have the and love the original. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just so good. But yes, Azul abstract game that's our first crossover that's my number nine all right so number eight my number eight is my essential it's another combining two together (laughs) (laughs) is my essential 4x slash space opera game you're not i mean you can just say what it is because you know (laughs) it would be eclipse it would be Yes. That's right. So this one is designed by Tuco Tacocalio and published by Lautepelit. Yes. And this game is just fun. I, I put it as the 4X because it's, uh, well, it is 4X game. It's mm-hmm. awesome. It doesn't uh, doesn't take as long to play as some of the other big ones, um, most yep. notably like Twilight Imperium, mm-hmm. like 4th edition and, yep. and things like that. Um, but it's got a great theme. Uh, space is awesome. Like, you know, space is awesome. So I just think that, um, having a, a big grandiose game, it's got little minis, it's got, um, you know, your, well, 4X. So all of those things, exploiting, exploring, expanding and exterminating. That's right. Did I nail it? I nailed it. And that was off the cuff too. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. (laughs) I always forget at least one X. I know, but it's, it's just a fantastic game. It was a game we mentioned in our first episode that kind of brought us back or not brought us back, but just like into the, like this new era of board games that we didn't realize existed much more than than what we had had previously known. known. Yeah. Yeah. So it had to get on my list because it's just essential to us. But, um, but I just, I think it's awesome. It's an absolutely fantastic game. My number eight. I fully agree with that. Um, okay, so I'll move on to my number eight, and it is our second crossover. Oh, I think we, we lowballed <clears throat> this one. Yeah, we might have. <laughs> and it is also a 4X space opera game from Lauta Palette, and that is Eclipse. No way! Yes. The crossover with the same number. At the number. same number, yeah. That's um, awesome. But yes, for all those reasons, Eclipse is an absolute incredible linchpin game that was never going to leave our collection and I am happy to play with anybody pretty much at any time, as long as we have roughly three hours to play. Yeah. And they've played it before, because teaching it can be a bit of a chore. Um, to clarify, we will definitely play with people who haven't played, just it takes but, a little longer. But it will, you you know, add an hour, for, for sure. Teach. Yeah. Um, if you're needing to teach this to, to any teach and understand, yeah. But um, It's a gem. It's oh, so good. It's so good. It's so, so good, but yes. Um, that is my number eight as well, Eclipse. All right. Number seven. 
So my number seven, another joined one. <laughs> so this one is my essential co-op slash legacy game. Okay. I combine them together. And this one is going to be kind of funny, but this one is designed by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock and published by Z-Man Games. Okay. And that is Pandemic Legacy. So I chose, uh, or the, like, it's the whole series. Like, yes. they have se- season zero or one, two, zero, and zero. One and two, yeah. If I had to pick one, I would say season zero, just based on all the feedback that I've heard. I, this is why it's funny. I haven't played any of these games. I have them all. Yep. And I'm going to play them. They're I right enjoy, us. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy Pandemic, like the actual game. I've played that one. Um, it's just I wanted to actually experience these games with more than two they people. They are as good as everyone says, and they're as good as you hope. Yeah. So um, I I can assure you of that. I feel like you have to play like or essential game would be one of these pandemic legacies in You're your not collection. Wrong. It's uh, yeah, it they're some of the best games ever made for sure. Good pick. Thank you. I, I wonder. I think my number nine, I just don't know if it, you guys care too much, but I think I missed putting in who designed and published Sheriff of Nottingham. I'm just going to backtrack because I missed that one. Um, so that one's designed by Sergio Haliban and Andre Zatz and published by Arcane Wonders. That's right. Sorry, yes. just to skip back. But now we're back to my number seven, which is Pandemic Legacy. So, okay, my number seven is also, uh, this is my co-op category. Um, it is not... Pandemic, Pandemic uh, <laughs> Legacy. No, it is the game for me that has replaced Pandemic entirely. Not oh. the Legacies, but Pandemic itself. Okay. And that would be Horrified from Ravensburger. Oh, good game. Yes. It is, I think, the best welcoming strategy co-op game out there. It's fantastic. Game. It is. It's it's um for those of you who don't know you are a bunch of universal monsters well no you're not you're oh. taking on the universal monsters right and you're trying Just to don't stop listen them to me. but um it features the universal it does monsters. it features them and you're trying to stop them you're trying to get you're horrified the, you're trying to get, yeah, you are horrified and you're trying to get <laughs> dracula back into his coffin and stab him with the stick and you're trying to get uh, the creature back to the Black Lagoon and Frankenstein and to his bride. Yeah, so they fall in love rather than kill people. And yeah. stuff. It's just, it's so, <laughs> it's awesome. so good. And it's difficult. Yeah. You can set the. Even on the easy difficulty. You can, well, you can set, yeah, set the difficulty how you want. Um, you can take on one monster and yeah. you can be a group of you, or you could be by yourself and take on four monsters or whatever you want to do. You yeah. can kind of mix and match how you want to do it. So, so good. And the American Monsters one is coming out. We got to get our hands on that, mm. which has got like the Chupacabra yeah. and uh, the Yeti and, nice. and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's my opinion, the best co-op game that's easy to teach and accessible for most people and a theme that almost anybody can get behind. Oh, yeah. So it's awesome. That's Horrified for Ravensburger. Number seven, my, f- my top co-op game. That's an excellent pick. Thank you. All right. Number six. So this one is my essential campaign game. And we now have our third crossover. (laughs) (laughs) So 
my essential campaign game, and as you said, Dungeon Crawler, way better than campaign, I put yes. Gloomhaven. Yes. <laughs> so Gloomhaven, uh, designed by Isaac Childress and published by uh, Cephalofair Games. Yes. For all the reasons you said, this game is, campaign-wise, Absolutely the story is great. Phenomenal. Um, it's it, Yeah, it, I like the story going to run through it and you know having your building up your character and then retiring it's kind of like bittersweet when you retire because you're excited for something new but you've like worked with this other character for so long yep um and so you know like it's yeah it's a great game uh this was one where i had um i had almost taken it off just because i'm like well it is a little bit pricey but then i was like man not all the games can be yeah but this is like your shelf right like well, I didn't know. I didn't. That's what the thing is. Like, I didn't know if it was like this is the essential games that everyone should have, or well, essential games that I have. So, and I, didn't, I yeah. Well, so whatever. I just went with I went with like j- what I thought. So, but nope, yes, it's, it is an essential game. Honestly, I mean, obviously not if you can't afford it. Um, but that's the thing I was going to mention it, with that one is if you're playing with three other people and you divide it four ways, it is very cost which is effective. What we did. Which is what we did. Well, yeah. we divided it in two. Two. Kurt cause... and I bought it, and he brought his brother, and uh, and we yeah, and you, you we share money. Yes. So <laughs> I <laughs> no. make money, and you pay all the things. And with I that make money, money and no, pay I know all you the do things. too. But <laughs> I don't know where all my money goes. It's just it's gone to whatever. It goes into this room. More or less, it's yeah. Actually, it goes to all these goes. things around us. That's right. Um, this is our game room, if you're wondering where we're sitting. Yeah, we're completely surrounded, surrounded by head to head to toe with with games at the moment. Yeah. But that is my number six, that's my essential great. campaign game. So that's our third crossover. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> um, and what did we say? Three or four? We were back yeah. on. Okay. Yeah. I already think we're not going to make it. Uh, but. We'll see. Um, so my number six is. A an essential card game. Okay. And <clears throat> when I was thinking of this, uh, this category, I was thinking of something I could just grab because I tend to take my backpack. Yes. Pretty much everywhere, all the time. If I'm going to anything, mm-hmm. I take my backpack, mm-hmm. and just something I can throw in my backpack quick, or even in my pocket, and take. And this game just. Uh, can I guess? <laughs> you can guess. <laughs> But finish what you were saying. Sorry, no, that's it. You. It's uh, it's just a game that I know I can play with pretty much anybody anywhere and teach it easily, and have a fun time with it. I'm gonna guess the mind. Yeah, you are correct. Yes. The mind from <laughs> Pandasaurus Games. It's just my favorite easy card game. To I mean, we even before we even got our hands on the game, we made our own fake box of it. And we <laughs> it was took fantastic. that to like, Calgary to Heckmat's <laughs> wedding. And yeah. We were playing that in the hotel room, <laughs> and it's uh, oh, the game to me, it's just the best card game out there, yeah, like pound for pound, yeah. Where for you can teach it to anybody and you can play it with anybody, it's and been you get awesome. laughs. And we, it's, it's funny great. that you said we made that, we made it, we made our own version of it because yeah. we couldn't get a copy, yeah, and then we bought it, and then we've given that game as a gift to several like, people, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's awesome. It's a great game. It is. And it's just, yeah, the easiest one to take and explain and play just anywhere, anytime kind of thing. And, yeah, that's my number six. Excellent. The Mind. All right. Number five. So, for my number five, this was my essential living card game. 
So funny. Not card game, but living card game. This one is designed by Nate French and published by Fantasy Flight Games. And this one, again, was hard. (laughs) Could have gone one of a few ways. Um, And it might surprise you which one I chose, other than you already heard who was designed by. But I I chose uh, my essential living card game was Lord of the Rings. The living card game. It's a good game. It's a good game. (laughs) Um, Which is now, we just today pre-ordered... The new starter box that because everything's getting reprinted and I can't wait. Yeah, so we're finally going to be able to complete our game. I love the IP. Fill in all the holes. Yeah, I love the story of Lord of the Rings. I love the game. I want to be able to play the full thing, not the bits and pieces that we have. So this game, I just think it it stands up to um to time. Like, you know, it does because it's the theme. It's a timeless theme, really. Um, And it's got a great story. And yeah, it's tough. It's not an easy game. So you can, you know, play scenarios over and over to try to do better and better. Um, But yeah, that's my my number five, my essential living card game, Lord of the Rings. I cannot cannot argue with that. Our dog is going ballistic on the carpet (laughs) beside us. He does you like, wonder what all that background yeah, he's, noise he's is. shaking around and I don't know what he's up to. Flying the carpet. If you heard a bunch of <laughs> random noises. No, that Lord of the Rings is just so good. And I'm so excited that they're re-releasing that stuff. Because they, like a year ago they said they were canceling everything. And now they're... Then that must have just... It was the uproar. Or, or the, the, the scared people out there being like, yeah. what? How much You can't the? do this. And then they it's said, an okay, outrage. okay, okay, we'll, we'll do it, right? So there must have been a... Maybe that was their plan. Well, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm just glad they're doing it. And we, yeah, yeah. we pre-ordered that, that uh, core box. Today? Today. So, great. Yes. Yeah. It is a fantastic game. And what number one? Number five? Number five. Okay. My number five is um, my favorite dexterity game. Okay. And this game, this is my favorite dex, like my favorite in this category. All the other games may or may not be actually my my top of that category, but this one I feel is the best, and the one that I think almost everybody enjoys. Period, okay. and that's from Pretzel Games. That's Men at Work. Such a good yes. game, <laughs> and it's such a good game. Oh my goodness, is it funny? It's it's <laughs> so so good. You have these little guys and little workers with hard hats on, and you you have to place them in horrible positions on beams and and yeah. bricks and and you have to stack these things up on certain colors have to touch certain colors or he has to you have to put a, a worker on there and he's got to be holding a brick or a or a beam and and then everything topples over garters and yeah and these guys girders. fall off and their hard hats go flying off and then the next person yeah. has to try and scoop them out from underneath the wreckage and oh, you, man. you lose your safety certificates and <laughs> this is the greatest game to have at a at a convention. Oh yeah, uh, it's like that one of those late night silly things when everyone's had like a long day of of gaming and whatever oh, yeah. stuff at conventions, and you just sit down in the game hall oh, and get five or six people around. <laughs> I know, and you play this. We've done that a few times, and just it's just and such people a good game. always standing around watching you watching, play, yeah. And, right? It, yeah, yeah. The crowd starts to gather because you're just laughing. It's hilarious. I mean, the idea of it of it as well is just funny because you look and you're like, oh. There's a worker, like he's being crushed yeah. under a beam, but the, like the subject matter is not hilarious, but it looks hilarious because oh, you've got funny. these little when like they fall and their hard hat falls yeah. off and just oh it's it's great. You lost your safety certificate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. 
It's just, yes, it's it's the, the ultimate in dexterity games for me. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there, but this one has made me laugh out loud more times than I can count. And, you and see someone everybody going, that sees it playing. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, like me. I shake uh, like a 80-year-old man. But um, it's it's so... Everybody that sees it wants mm-hmm. instantly wants to watch. or yep. And they're like, okay, can I play the next game? And they just... Everyone has a great time playing it. It's, it's another just one that our youngest will like chuck things on and he'll... Yeah, he'll just like, haphazardly what? throw it on How there and it just stay? stays. Although he does knock that one over a lot more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which makes yes. sense. But yeah, that's... It's so good. Men at Work from Pretzel Games. The best dexterity game out there. Good choice. All right. Number four. This one is my essential push-your-luck game. All right. And this one is designed by Wolfgang Warsch <laughs> and published by Schmidtspiel. So this one is The Quacks of Quedlinburg. Very nice. <laughs> I think this game is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's light. It's um, They've got so many different... like different ways you can play it in the original box so you can you know flip over the tiles and be doing something different in this yep. game the t- the little pieces you're pulling are going to be you know they mean something different and it's just fun because it's one of those games where if you lose you lose you don't care you're just if you bust you bust and try again next turn and um just seeing how you're like, how are you so far ahead of me? <laughs> and then, but then you get rat tails and you can kind of catch up a bit. It's just a fun, lighthearted, push your luck, but in the f- most fun, best way possible. I've never seen anybody get angry in this game. No. It's just fun. It's a push your luck that's not devastating if you, if you No, lose. I agree. That's, it's so, so good. Yeah. It's, yeah, the best bag builder out there i would say it's great um oh yeah like so i guess i could say push your luck slash bag building game because it totally is a bag builder yeah no it's quacks is everyone loves quacks just it's so good yeah it's so so good great pick my number four okay my number four is in the party game category and this is the only one on my list that i had to pick two games because (laughs) they're both kind of as good as each other, but slightly different. So and, you had 12 games on your list. <laughs> yes. Uh, which, uh, those both come from Repost Productions, and that's Just One and Soul Clover. Oh, Just One. Like, they were they were close on my list, too. Yeah. Great picks. They are just so, so good. So good. Everyone's probably played Just One by now. Oh. But Soul Clover is, is relatively new. It's come out in the last mm, three, four months. Similar to Just One, but yeah, with but, extra. But different. <laughs> different, you know, there's, yeah. There's, it's a different way of doing silly things with words. Yep. And But they both work so well. And you can explain this game in three minutes on oh, what yeah. you need to do. And everyone instantly understands what they need to do. And people can come and go from playing this game. Like, you could be at a convention, right? You could yep. have, you could be playing with random six people, and two people have to leave, and three more people come sit down yep. and take their place, and you just carry on. Like, these are the kind of games where points don't matter. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't have to count the points. No. They give you, They give like, you a whole scoring structure but you don't or whatever, have to. but you don't need to. You just play for fun. And it's, I, yeah, I think they're the two best party games, like, party-ish games yeah. out there. Oh, just they're word, fantastic. Like, I don't know, clever wordplay or whatever. Just, yeah. it's interesting and funny. And hilarious, actually, at times. 
especially So Clover, is really hilarious. Oh, so good with the the name or the the word combinations you oh, come yeah. up with, like the uh, the rake surgeon yeah. being a landscaper <laughs> and stuff, right? So yeah. it's just hilarious stuff. So good, yeah. Just one and So Clover from Repose Productions, fantastic silly word party games. Another excellent choice. I like your list. Thank you. You're welcome. I like yours. <laughs> All right. Number three. Now, my number three, um, this is my essential Uwe Rosenberg game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because everybody needs one. And sure. so it's my essential Uwe Rosenberg slash two player game. Okay. Um, it may not, like, I, I think it works really well as a two player. So I just thought I'd combine it in there. Um, so designed by Uwe Rosenberg mm-hmm. and published by Lookout Games. Now, just going to put a little precursor to this is I have not played all of his games. We have a few on our shelf that you have played a lot, which I haven't been able to play. Yeah. Um, so take that, take this with a grain of salt. I love this game though. Um, my number three is Lahav. Oh yes. Lahav. Yes. With a caveat, you need to have the player aids that I think from BGG. <laughs> is yes. That- that you, way you can actually keep track of your goods because yeah. if you accidentally flip something over and yeah. you're like, do I have, what do I have? Yeah. You, you can lose track. But it's yeah, those, really nice there. It's just a printout. It's yeah. so easy and it helps to organize your game. So I would recommend it. But this game Definitely. is so awesome. It is. It, um, it plays one to five, but I, I've never played it solo because I, I mean, I've got you. So I wouldn't no, play solo. No. But like, I think two to three is its best kind of player count i think four to five would get long and you wouldn't get enough done i don't think and i've heard that from from a few people as well i like two i like two that's i think i think two is an awesome player count on this game three is fine but then beyond that it starts to kind of it doesn't it doesn't uh what's the word scale properly um it starts to lose you start to lose out on actions and then you have way less actions in a turn and you get way less uh, and maybe goods. that's part of it. I just I couldn't no, can't imagine building and right. building your engine no. or building whatever. But it's um, two player. It's really it's great. Good. I and love it. Three is like and I have good been too. itching to play that game for the last little I while. Agree. You, I have, just, you have said it yeah. a few times in the last few months, and we just it just it hasn't, hasn't gone to it yet. But, but I love that game. So that's my number three. My essential Uwe Rosenberg slash two player game is Lahav. Okay, my number three is my um most essential trick taking game mm-hmm. and that is from whiz kids and that is the tournament at camelot oh that was yeah mm, i don't know you know trick taking games i absolutely love and a lot of people do and this one is so easy good. to teach and the theme is great and the way it plays is great where you you know it you're you're simulating a, a battle in an arena with a deck of cards um just great it's if you like trick taking just Simply go get this it's game. It's so good. You will love it. That it is, I think, the best trick-taking game out there. Competitive, anyway. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's the best. I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, it's a trick-taking <laughs> game, but the theme works so well. Uh, you'll love it if you like trick-taking. So go get it. I, that was, like, so close to being on my list. Mm-hmm. I, um, but I did a living card game instead of a card game. And I, I love that game. So that was should have been. Yeah. All right. So my number two, number two, sorry. <laughs> um, this one is my essential family slash welcoming game designed by Matt Leacock and published by GameRight. And that would nice. be 
Forbidden Desert. Yes, it would. Yes. <laughs> I was going to let you do Forbidden Desert. This game is amazing. It is our most played game, our most well-loved, worn game. Yep. Um, the kids love it. We love it. We can play it two-player, four-player with the family, with friends, with anybody. It's just an easy game to teach. It's a fun game. You don't win it all the time. It's like, I wouldn't even say the ratios to like 50-50 or anything. You just, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yep. And it's co-op as well. Um, so in that category, but amazing game. I had that as my my co-op, my essential co-op game as I wrote this list out, but then Horrified uh, pushed it out just because I think Horrified... Well, they're very different yes. types of cooperative games. But yeah. if I had to put one on the shelf to play with anyone, I think this, I just think horrified. Yeah. But I I love um, Forbidden Desert. Forbidden Desert. So good. It. I really do. Great pick. Otherwise, it would obviously be on this list. Yeah. My number two. All right. My number two, because we're, we're right on time here. Um, my number two is a game that covers three kind of... Uh, <laughs> things three mm-hmm. categories okay. dudes on a map area control and card drafting i know what this one is yeah one of my <laughs> if not my favorite game of all time is blood rage from simon games uh this game has got it all uh, for, especially for me i love card drafting i love the dudes on a map all the, the minis and cool looking uh warriors and whatnot and then the area control i also love so this game is just Everything to me. This game is great. It's also one of our most well-loved games. The box is in yes. pretty rough shape, And it's actually. Vikings. That was almost on my list, too, but I didn't have enough space. No, I know. it's it's. And I was going to put... That was going to be my dudes on a map game. Yeah. It was going to be It Blood is the Rage. best one out there. It's just... <laughs> of all the mini-driven games out there, this one's just, to me, the most interesting. I the, like it because it's not just because of the card drafting that really helps to oh, yeah. like balance it and it gives you options and like yeah yeah it's so good it's so so dang yeah. good and everyone out there's probably heard of blood rage but if you are interested in those two kind of games blood rage is where you should start yeah fantastic um, it's really good it's bloody good yeah <laughs> bloody good <laughs> on that note so yeah that's number two blood rage number one all right, we have our fourth crossover. Oh. This is my essential worker placement slash thematic slash atmospheric game. Oh, yes, okay. And this one designed by Jamie Stegmeier and Alan Stone and published by Stonemeyer Games, and that would be Viticulture. Yep. Um, so for everything you said earlier, that game it always... Um, it's just easy worker placement. That's not a tough part. That's like a nice laid back kind of worker placement because there's always somewhere you can go for the most part, yep. um, especially with the extradition and then or the Tuscany expansion. Thematic, it's so thematic Super and thematic. atmospheric. Like like you said, we've got music going, we've, we're drinking wine, we've got cheese. Like <laughs> we're, it's just, it's so fun. You've got a smile on your face the whole time you play it. So my number one, um, my essential worker placement, thematic, atmospheric game, Viticulture. Excellent pick, obviously. It's so, so good. Um, and my last pick for not the number one essential game, but the last one on my yes. list, uh, essential game, it, I, I decided to go with the deck building uh, worker placement 
Um, well, this is one of the only games out there that combines them and combines them to this degree of worker placement and deck building. That's from Direwolf Games. That's Dune Imperium. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite deck builder out there currently. And um, because it does mix the worker placement and deck building thing together and it just works so well. And yep. they've got the expansion coming out for it. And it's the artwork for it's really nice because it's based off the new Dune movie mm-hmm. with all the, you know, really nice graphics and everything. Yep. And I love the the world of Dune. I think it's interesting. Um, and it's just an easy game to learn, too. Like it's Yeah, it wasn't difficult no, to learn. No, it's not difficult yeah. at all. And easy it, teach. It was one of the best games of 2020, if not the best game of 2020. And it is just phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's good really game. good. So if you like deck builders, that's where I would start is with Dune Imperium. Um, but yeah, that takes us right to the one hour mark, almost on the dot. Yeah. So we are going to run because we don't want to go too much longer. No. <laughs> but yeah, we had, what, what do you have for crossover? Only four. Four. All we right. had four, so. So that was all right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube, the Meeple Dungeon. If you'd like to contact us. Uh, to maybe review a game or give us some feedback. It is or suggest a game you'd like or us to Or suggest a game you'd like us to talk about. Absolutely. That's themeepledungeon at gmail.com. And you can catch us on the What You've Been Playing Wednesdays podcast from Card- Cardboard Conjecture as well as the Kickstarter ex- Access or Value <laughs> show on the Dyson Dragons YouTube channel. But we've got to run. We will see you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Have a good week.